My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to more to it, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations, always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. That dude. Let's start it off like we always started off with what's up with that dude. Um, was in the backyard yesterday, uh, had a visitor, an event planner that I've known for over maybe 30 years, at least in the 20s for sure. Uh, my man, Darren Matthews, got to give him love, full name, government name, because uh, he used to throw those parties when I was younger that I heard about and I couldn't get into. <laughs> like, you know, in college and you hear about all those Laker parties and stuff. And then you look up and uh, Darren Matthews, man, do, did a lot with Shaq, uh, all those kind of cats. And then I could get into those parties. And L.A. had like like everything. We always had rivalries. We had West Side, East Side. We had Crip Blood, right? We had Darren Matthews and then we had Dave and Daryl. <laughs> you know I mean, and I went with Dave and Daryl because I was in the zone and um, they were more accessible in the moment when I first met them. And now they blew up, too. I helped a little bit. Can't lie about that. Um, they boys with Jamie Foxx did all those big Jamie Foxx parties. Dave Brown and Jamie Foxx, super tight, if not best friends. So anyway, Darren came through yesterday, man, and uh, we're doing some of the foundation stuff. And we're looking, obviously, at public parties, but also some private charity parties. So <clears throat> how do you dress up your backyard uh, to entertain your folks, your people? You know, some watch parties. I really, on the Chargers road games, I like to stay at the crib. I don't go to the Rams home games. Got to stay loyal. Um, I'm going to go to one, though. I ain't going to lie. I'm going to that Eagles game. <laughs> All right, got invited. I'm like, yeah, boy. Um, but, you know, throw our foundation parties and just have people walking around having fun, fundation, as I call it, and just chilling, you know, kid friendly. So the kids in the pool, kids up there playing basketball, you know, and then we're going to have some pickleball tournaments. Yeah. Three point contests, tournaments. Yeah. We're going to raise some money. Yeah. So Darren came through, helped me uh, envision that, helped me figure out what that looks like. So all love to D Matthews. Used to run the Century Club too, or at least be involved with that. And if y'all know LA and y'all know the Century Club, that was the apex. That was the biggest dog I think L.A. has ever had. Some would say Greystone, 
or what they call it now, Nightingale. I don't know about that. I'm telling y'all, boy, I'm talking about when they should have drink tickets and VIP wristbands. Like <laughs> it used to be a party and Gino at the door. Ask anybody in LA around my age about Gino, they all going to shrink. They're going to be like, damn, Gino was hard to get along with to the point where he did his job. And that was the point. Uh, former policeman. So he wasn't scared of nothing. Um, doorman too. And Gino, when he got on my good side, or I should say I got on his good side, Oh, life changed. <laughs> I rolled up there with all the ladies, all the homies. Gino like, got you, Wiley. But you always had to shake his hand with a Benjamin or at least some president, maybe even bigger than that. So love to all that, man. It was a good time. And um, after that, we filmed for my wife, what she's got going on her show. That was love. Um, you know, it's weird still because scandals always occur and then they got to talk about it, which makes me feel scandalous, right? Because I'm the husband of somebody who knows people that are in scandals and then we're sitting there talking about it. And the way I operate is I talk to the person in the scandal. I don't talk around it or talk about it to anybody else to get information and intel and, oh, how should I approach it? Matter of fact, I get perturbed when people call me about somebody else, I'm like, no, why don't you just call him? Oh, no, no. I'm just saying I'm like, that's the most empty phrase in our vocabulary. I'm just saying, start catching people when they say, I'm just saying everybody out there. I'm just saying, I'm just saying when they say that, shoot the idea down, make dog chill. So, you know, we sitting there discussing somebody else's problems. I'm like, one, it feels like it's my problem right now. <laughs> and I'm not a fan of that. But two, there's a direct approach. There's a direct flight to that destination instead of this layover you're doing with me. I ain't your layover. So all love, man. We got it in. It was a good time. Um, itty bitties are now just running around. It's vacation mode, so I like them to vacate. You know, I like their minds to just go off in, in the sense of when they're in school, they got to go through a lot. One, kids got to be on their best behavior at school. And if you ever talk to your teachers, you realize your kids are much better in terms of their behavior at school than they are at home. Because at home, they're testing their limits. At home, they're learning. At home, they're just risking everything, <laughs> risking it all, because you're going to catch me. Right, mama? Right, daddy? But at school, oh, man, they on some good behavior relative to their normal behavior. So that's a lot for a kid. Eight, nine months of just being on and being ready and being good, and they're three, four, seven years old. Come on now. So when they get off, I let them get off. <laughs> rest that body. Rest that brain. So all love right here. Now, something that needs to rest is the criticism that is going on in this world right now. Well, let me just say, let's conversate about this criticism with Patrick Mahomes' wife, who's under fire over a dolphin photo, right? Y'all crazy. Somebody said, this is cruelty. Ooh, I know where we're going. Animal rights time, but let's get into it. All right. So Patrick Mahomes' wife, Brittany Matthews Mahomes was called out over her quote-unquote ignorance of wild animals being kept in captivity. Damn, I'm guilty too, I guess. Let's talk about it. 27-year-old former. I didn't know this. She was a professional women's soccer star. Ah, DNA. Breeding. Gotta do it, right? And they shared a photo of her swimming with dolphins while visiting a park and Brittany shared a series of photos with the dolphins at a marine theme park holding her daughter in her arms while in the water dolphins seen swimming up to them <laughs> flipper damn who didn't love flipper stop playing you trying to tell me if i saw flipper out there i can't kick it with flipper call me what you want call me cruel flipper don't think so shoot but flipper was out in the ocean out in the water i hear you oh man so 
She captioned the, the snapshots and she said, ever snuggled a 400 pound dolphin? She went on to share a number of photos in which she was holding on to the dolphin's dorsal fin as she swam alongside the sea mammal. That's dope. Like I've seen people do that. I ain't doing that. Not because I'm scared of the dolphin or anything that he could take me up in the air and all that. Nah, it's just when we ride, when we in third gear, that sucker there. You know how much water coming in your face and your nose? You ever get water in your nose? You know, when you go dive under, <laughs> go backwards, and that water get in your nose and it hits your brain? I don't think water and brain supposed to mix. That sucker hurt. So the World Animal Protection has previously slammed the keeping of dolphins in captivity. Dolphin entertainment is extreme animal cruelty masquerading as innocent family fun. Well, they certainly suckered me because I love going to SeaWorld. The animal rights organization released a report this year titled Behind the Smile. Oh, I need to see this so I can be educated. After investigating the impact of dolphinariums, all right, citing poor water treatment methods and use of harsh, harmful chemicals that can cause an array of health issues as well as a lack of living space in their tiny tanks that gives the animals no room to retreat from public view. All that sounds real. I can't, ain't no arguments there. I'm just like, damn, what am I to do? Is anything perfect in this world? No. Let's talk about that soon. So she got slammed and the examples include, here's some quotes. This is so disappointing and appalling that you are so clueless to the plight of kidnapped and captive animals forced to do this shit. Hmm. Please educate yourself on dolphins in captivity. It is hell for these beautiful creatures. This is really disappointing that you don't recognize the cruelty. I'm sorry that you didn't have prior knowledge that this is cruelty to dolphins. Or, 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 maybe she did have prior knowledge. And she's like, okay, well, the dolphin show is smiling. Or the dolphin is being forced to smile. Or I don't care to believe that they're actually being mistreated. Maybe they are not. I don't know. But don't always say somebody's ignorant. Sometimes people just, you ever run a stop sign? You ain't ignorant enough to stop at the sign. Just like, dog, I got to get somewhere. Ain't nobody here. Who doesn't do that? Stop signs in shopping malls that are empty never get stopped at. I see it all the time. <laughs> Guilty. Like, come on, man. Jaywalking? Uh, I'm sorry you're ignorant to the jaywalk. Like, some things, I don't know. I'm going to get into it, y'all. I haven't even given you my opinion yet. So very few comments of support, but she has some. Jesus Christ, everyone. She's on vacation. The dolphin is not in her backyard. <laughs> even though they got enough money to have one. God dang. Got a half a billion on one deal, one contract. Goodness. Calm down. Oh, I so love this. Teaching her children to love the ocean and its inhabitants. Loving that dolphin is precious. Okay. So let's just start off in general. You know how we do on this show. We're here to learn or unlearn, but we're going to tell the truth, which is the truth we live and then the truth that is real. All right. So you with Brittany or are you with the animal rights activists? All right. Key word with activists a lot of times is act. <laughs> it ain't the root of it, but it's act. Like, what are you acting on? All right. Because Man, animal activists. Okay, so you don't eat meat, right? All right, all right, because that kills animals, right? You don't want to eat meat, so you're a vegetarian, right? But the pesticides kill animals, and it's bad for the environment. Oh, you don't eat vegetables and fruits either, or meat. What do you do? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the problem with being a crusader. Like, as soon as you point, what they say, you point one finger, you got three back at you, and the thumb is up. <laughs> thumb is like, what's up, right? One at you, three at me, what's up? And that's what this just feels like. Like, God dang, I got to go through a picket line. I got to go through a damn issue of going to SeaWorld. 
but it is out there. And I'm not trying to minimize those who feel really adamant either way, but I don't. <laughs> I am in the middle of this conversation. So when I get SeaWorld passes, I am going with my family and we're going to smile. And if you get in the way of that smile, you won't be smiling long. Okay. Simple as that. But have your crusade. It's all good. I don't know if the animals are being treated, mistreated or not. Humans are being mistreated. I kick it with them. I hang with humans. Humans are being mistreated. Shoot, man, y'all don't even want to talk about going to some spots in America and hang it with some cats. You know, make a right, make a right, make another left, and then go through that street right there, and then stop, and then wait, let the train go by, then go through that alley, like go there and then see people. Man, it's some bad... I almost wish a photographer, or maybe I should get a hit to the photographer that has taken the worst photos of America. Like, not just after disaster. I'm talking about when we're in like normal state, and then you could just look. People living in disastrous situations. I can't raise my hand to that, even though I was impoverished, right? I was poor, I was on welfare. But I mean, I had an apartment, it was itty bitty small. My studio feel bigger than that, but still. Man, people just, woo, people just be having a lot of time or a lot of issues with each other, man. How y'all view Britney's actions right there? She's taking her damn family to some innocent fun with her children to ride a dolphin. And y'all talking about the dolphin talking about this apartment too small. <laughs> y'all didn't say that when I was growing up in that little ass apartment. Maybe you did. That was welfare, huh? So the dolphins are getting welfare. I don't know. Till a dolphin tells me he, he mad at it and he jumping out. Like they feed the hell out them dolphins. I think if I let's just do this proposal and I'm off this. If you in the wild, you got to fight for your food, right? You got to go get it versus if you're in captivity, SeaWorld, you got to work. But your work is like, all right, just make them people smile, which is just jumping in the air. Don't you like jumping in the air anyway out the water? Well, here's a gang of fish and you ain't got to work that hard. Now, I think the problem is being ignorant to watching any of these documentaries, which I never will. Um, is the fact that, yo, how do you train them? And this is true because I see this with dog owners. And I got a general stigma of dog owners because they say they love their dogs, but boy, I watch how they walk them. And they walk them harshly. <laughs> Dog stops because he want to pee. Mark my territory. This is my homie hood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is my hood, homie. What I say, homie hood? Damn, I'm drunk. Uh, he's like, West Side. Psst. You know, the dog just letting go. <laughs> He walks somewhere else and he smells east side. He's like, what? West side? Right? And then whoever's walking that dog is mad that dog keeps stopping. And to a point where they're like, yo, this walk taking too long. Come on. And sometimes they used to have choke chains. I don't think I see choke chains anymore, right? Aren't they illegal? But you're still getting choked. You ever put something around your neck? It ain't got to be a choke chain. This chain I got on right now. Anything. Pull it. Ow. <laughs> that dog looking like, Aah! you ever seen them dogs? <laughs> dog owners be at the red light they turn green dog don't want to walk he don't know he don't know his colors and i see how they train him they used to train him with newspapers smack oh i thought you loved dogs what you smacking them on the booty for so you can't smack a dolphin on the booty too to give him some fish the training part of all animals i don't give a damn what you're talking about except cats that's why i'm a cat lover you ain't got to train a cat cat come ready credit he come ready made he come ready trained cats just come out like Wah! let's go they don't want to deal with you. <laughs> they good. They own, they own their independence. So y'all on the side of Britney, just innocent fun with the fam, bam, damn. 
Or y'all with these activists who are out there saying, hey, I don't eat animals. I don't eat fruit. I don't eat vegetables and I don't train my dog. I don't choke them. <laughs> All that stuff. Man, tell me what side y'all on in them comments. All right. Let's get to Meghan Markle, who had the quote unquote. Listen to this. Learn to be black when she joined the Royals, a broadcaster said. What? <laughs> mm. Already issue. Y'all need to open up the borders to all ethnicities and races in terms of actions, in terms of personalities, in terms of the way that they demonstrate who they are. There is no such thing for real as acting black. Now, there is a culture that will try to have borders that people will subscribe to in thoughts, words, and actions. And that makes you a slave to that culture, even though there's some positives, I assume, in that. If you're trying to tell me how I act is wrong or it's acting anti-cultural, if it's acting anti-black, if it's acting actually white, you're going to have a problem with me. So let's just see what they're talking about, because I don't know how you learn to be black. What does that mean? What you fast, you get faster, get more athletic. What is it? You, you, you play ball better. Like what is black in the first? Define it. Dare you. Dare you define it in front of somebody black. Now, we got stereotypes and that's for everybody. But is the stereotype what you're supposed to learn to be? <laughs> Come on, broadcaster, whoever you are. Trevor Phillips is your name. Let's talk through this. All right. So he claims that the former Meghan Markle, uh, former, what was she, the queen, princess, uh, was duchess. She was big time over there. I don't know. I don't subscribe to that stuff over there. My wife be getting mad. People get mad at me. I'm like, man, shut up. I ain't got to call nobody something since you said I got to call them that. Unless you're a doctor. All right. So I was, uh, they said that she wasn't really in touch with her black roots when she joined the royal family, accusing her of squandering the opportunity to show the diversity of Britain after she failed to accept the vice. Interesting. So he was on Pierce Morgan Uncensored. I want to see the ratings of that because every story that comes from over there is from Pierce Morgan. He must be killing it. Tucker Carlson Plus. All right. So. He said that she had to, quote unquote, learn to be black when she joined Britain's royal family, adding that it was understandable considering her privileged upbringing. OK, we're stopping down again. OK, I have this conversation with a lot of people, including black people. Will y'all stop using the privilege word the wrong way? Um, my kids are privileged and my kids are black. So you can be black and privileged. My kids go to one of the most prestigious elementary schools in the world, let alone the best, they say in LA. Okay. My kids growing up in a multi, 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 I ain't done with the multis, million dollar home. And I ain't shame. And that's what I was supposed to do. And if they weren't in this situation, they could still earn privilege. Want to know why? Because my welfare ass had privilege growing up too. Damn right. Everybody was speaking to me. Even if they had jokes, they were talking to me. Why? Because I was smart. Why? Because I was the MVP. Why? Because I was fast as hell running track. Why? People used to call, people used to walk to me, oh, hey, Marcellus. Like, what you say? That's a privilege. I ain't got to break no ice. They breaking the ice for me. Now I ain't have $5 for it because there was no NIL. <laughs> but if there was NIL, I would have had privilege. You, man, y'all better stop with this. Do not make antonyms out of privilege and black. Like this guy just did. Ah, here we go. So he says, I think people mistake who Meghan Markle is. Noting that she herself said that until she became this princess, she never regarded herself particularly as black. And that's understandable. All right, let me not stop down. He said most wealthy. She grew up in L.A. in the most wealthy black enclave anywhere in the United States. 
Well, if she grew up in L.A. in the most wealthy black enclave, she either grew up in Baldwin Hills, Ladera Heights. And that's about it out here, right? Black enclaves. And according to uh, what I've heard about her, she didn't grow up there. She grew up uh, between Woodland Hills, Mid Wilshire, uh, apartment there in Hollywood Strip. Whatever. I ain't trying to get into that part of it. But still, even so, wherever she grew up, doesn't matter. You can still be black and privileged. Let's get back to this, right? Uh, he he added and noted that anyone from a black background knew the subject wasn't Megan's territory. Interesting. The point I really want to make about Megan Marco is that she had to learn how to be black on the job as it worked. And I think she made a bit of mess of it. She didn't take advice. <laughs> hey, man, come here. Hey, dog, check this out. Oh, let me do it in Megan. Boy. Hi, um, excuse me. Um, yeah, um, I'm I'm like supposed to be black. Like I'm really mixed race, but that's black. And uh, I got this new job, right? And, you know, everybody there is not black. So I'm going to be black now. And so tell me, please. Hello, anybody. How do you be black? <laughs> what the what, what the funk is this? All right. Oh, man. So and in that sense is why I think she squandered the opportunity to demonstrate something important about this country. He noted that Britain has the largest, most distinctively mixed race population of any major country created through love rather than coercion, stating that Meghan and Harry might have served as role models, but instead missed the mark. Damn, they got a bunch of mixed race people out there. Like they, they got the most. Woo! I know Cat's going to be traveling there. <laughs> be like, damn, where they at? Uh, Megan previously spoke about her mixed race identity during an episode of her Archetypes podcast on Spotify that Bill Simmons don't like, doesn't like. I think he likes hers. He didn't like Harry. Where she told her guest singer Mariah Carey, if there's any time in my life that it's been more focused on my race, it's only once I started dating my husband. Then I started to understand what it was like to be treated like a black woman. She added, because up until then, I had been treated like a mixed woman and things really shifted. Huh, I don't want to call her a liar, but isn't this her second marriage? I'm 99.9% .9 sure of that. Matter of fact, I think it's 100%. Because um, I know the dude she was married to before or was with before. And he ain't black. <laughs> He's white. So this is the first time you ever had to deal with this because you dated your white husband or because he's the prince. Because, boy, you dated a white guy before. I know one for sure. Oh man, and you went there. He's the uh he's one of the producers on Snowfall. Man, that's that's a and he a great dude, cool dude, does tons in the community, kills it on what he does as a producer. But suck a mate, snowfall. <laughs> and you trying to act like this is the first time you learned about being black. Boy, stop. This is why people don't really like them fully. Cause you can kind of like just do I'm lazy with my research on them because I'm not interested. In that I'm interested in the life conversations that come from them. But damn, you just first time you ever had to experience this because you date a white guy now, a husband, you're married to the prince and he's white, and you were married to a white guy before. Mm, mm, mm. All right, so a lot of life lessons in this one. Blacks can't be privileged. I just learned. Psych, that's a damn lazy synonym to poor. Stop making black poor. Stop making black impoverished. Stop making black hood. My block used to be all black. Now it's all Mexican. Mm -hmm. The hood. The same hood is now not all black. Stop making poor all black. It's some rich as hell black people. Way rich, rich. Way rich, rich. Don't even look at me, y'all. I'm a duck. Them. <laughs> Y'all need to stop. I don't know why it's a narrative. I don't know. Why do people want to hang on to that? Because we all ain't got it. 
Nobody got it in no race, in any race. What you talking about? Nobody ever going to get it. Let me let me tell you, if you're holding your breath for all, you're never going to breathe. <laughs> Wileyism. I just made that one up. All right. So <sighs> I do like that she highlights the difference between being mixed and black, because I think that's something that needs to be untangled because it's unfair to those who have a black and white heritage. Like they got to pick or we pick for them. You black. And it's like, wait a minute, from slavery, from what, post-slavery and what, one drop rule, I'm black? Like, what about white? I'm white too, right, right, right? No, you're only black. That's how they're going to look at you. Well, how I look at myself, fool? That doesn't matter. <laughs> My God, leave people out here set tripping, right? So let's get into this, man. Do you agree with anything Trevor Phillips said? I hope not, because y'all listen to me, <laughs> that she had to learn to be black on the job and then she made a mess of it. Now she made a mess of stuff, but I don't know it's because she was black. Maybe because she's just messy. Uh, Lionel Messi. <laughs> does this stance come off as offensive to you? Hell yeah, it does. Oh, man. Um, do you agree that Megan and Harry missed the mark as mixed race role models? What? <laughs> like, didn't Charles Barkley Ben tell y'all about this role model stuff? So I don't know about that, but I want to see what you guys think in the comments. All right, let's get to Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes on our rock. Oh, mm. Damn, he raps so fresh and fast. Sometimes I don't catch it. And I'm bad with lyrics anyway, but it's just another case of that OPTA. Um, when I first heard that song, I remember I was watching MTV Raps and that song came on. I swear I said two things. One, this group is good. And the album was good. And two, the guy that Buster Rhymes, whatever. Because I was like, Dinko D, and I forgot the other one. Dang it. I think it was Dinko D. I was like, star. And I was right. <laughs> I felt good about that. All right. So he walked out of the interview after being questioned about gay rappers. Mm. His comments about gay rappers were not only forever memorialized, but Buster's reaction to even being asked a question touching on LGBTQIA+. Ding, 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 ding. You're right, Marcellus. I get every letter right. I live in L.A., y'all. Um, oh, excuse me. Um. And then the hip hop world, we're going to have this conversation, right? So he was included. Excuse me. Did y'all hear that? I was a nasty burp. Sorry. That came from deep, though. It ain't my fault. Did I do that? It ain't my fault. So Busta was included in the PBS documentary Hip Hop Beyond Beats and Rhymes, which touched on several topics that proved to be difficult for those in the series to be interviewed about. Oh, I like that. They doing Never Shut Up Hip Hop. <laughs> Stop, thief. Stop, thief. More to it, hip hop. Stop, thief. Oh, man. So, so for Buster, that meant talking about homophobia in the hip hop culture. I can't even talk to you about that. That's what Buster Rhymes stated. With all due respect, I ain't trying to offend nobody. What I represent culturally doesn't condone it whatsoever. Uh-oh. When he was asked about why there are not more openly gay people in the world of hip hop and why homophobia was so rampant. I don't like this, Buster. What I represent culturally doesn't condone it whatsoever. That sounds like a man detach from his persona which is the way it's supposed to be but they asking you about you not the persona not the brand right we'd ask him buster rhymes and he kind of it sounds like in this response he hid behind the brand not a fan of that all right so when the line of questioning continued on this path buster did not try to explain anymore clearly than he had with the previous questions. Instead, he chose to stand up and walk away from the interview, which is his right. You know, if I, you had, if I sit down, Marcellus, we want to ask you about uh, your best friend that died. 
Now I talk about it, but if I didn't, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Well, you know, talk about death then, especially when you were young and, you know, you had a tragic death in your life. Not talking about that. I said. And then if they don't get the hint, guess what? No more hints. I'm just out. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what ghosting came from. Ghosting came from you ain't catch the hint. Now I ain't just ain't going to say nothing. Right. So here we go. So past eyewitness accounts of Buster Rhyme 2006 and seven years later was him in restaurants uh, saying the F word and um, cursing people out that were transgender and gay, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going there because if that's behind him and nobody else is bringing that up, I wasn't there. And this doesn't seem like that's what I should do. But what I should do is talk about why leave the interview. And I should talk about Buster Rhymes talking about the truth of this situation and why isn't this something that's open in hip hop. So I'm a mirror to the NFL. When I played and didn't know with an old, what a gay player that became openly gay after he retired. Wasn't open when he was with us with the Buffalo Bills. His name was Ezra Tawala, right? Um, here's the thing. Obviously, him coming out the closet was on his time, and we didn't know that clock schedule, right? Um, obviously, it's difficult for those who have to come out the closet. But what we're talking about here, Buster Rhymes, and what we're discussing is what a group like the NFL, what a group like hip-hop as an art form culture and all its representatives why aren't people saying that? Not more. Now, obviously, it's not like absolute, but at the same time, why isn't more guys coming out gay, more gals coming out gay? There's a couple, right? Uh, say this, and it's not because of the homophobia or anything. It's because it's so deeply private. Like when you become a professional, people got to understand you had to dig and go through so much privately that you're so elated, so sometimes exhausted when you get to your goal, your dream. You don't want anything to disturb that groove. You don't want anything to disturb that reality, including maybe coming out the closet, including maybe some of your family got to get left behind or just put on pause or put in the corner because they ain't going to represent you the right way, right? So I don't always look at it like, oh, you scared because you gay. I'm saying sometimes they just don't want to mess up what they got because they just got it. It's so fragile. Like a dream realized is fragile, y'all. And regardless of reception, good or bad, right? Um, you still don't want to be the guy that sits there and puts that in jeopardy. Now, me, I'm coming out 100. But at the same time, whatever. I don't know. There's a list of gay rappers. L Lil Nas X, I love Macanin. Frank Ocean, Mickey Blanco, three of them I know. Um, let me see. Big Freedom. All right, now the list getting out of my, my zone. <laughs> but them first three, I love Mackinan. Is that how you say it? He got that banger. Um, love on a Tuesday, right? Lil Nas X. Um, not a real fan of his music like that, but that one song was like, ah, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't get into Lil Nas X music. Uh, but he's gay and he's gigantic time. God dang. Sucker there, superstar. And Frank Ocean. I know I like some Frank Ocean songs, but I just can't name them. Point being, it ain't going to kill your career. Some would say it could boost your career. Who gives a damn? It ain't that. It's so private that it ain't about that. It's about not putting something else on a delicate scale that is trying to balance itself out. Between me realizing my dreams 
and me being from this world or living in this reality. So let people be on their own time. If I'm open with everything, that's me. I had to learn that don't press and don't pressure everyone to be open. I wish Buster Rhymes, see, this is about sophistication. And Buster Rhymes is sophisticated enough to not now have to deal with the heat of why you can't even talk about it. Talking about homophobic, so homophobic, you can't even talk about it. When he could have just simply said, look, these are the things that I think people are dealing with. But some would say he feels triggered. Why are you triggered? Why is that dog hollering? Only hit dogs holler, right? So people are trying to guess, oh, is Buster Rhymes hiding something? Is he got a problem with openly gay artists? He got a problem with the LGBTQIA plus community? All that and more. I don't know, but I would let you know because I wouldn't leave the interview. Y'all know how we end every show. We end it with a Wiley-ism, yeah. All right. <clears throat> Learned this one the hard way, like everybody. Being cheap is expensive. <laughs> yeah, being cheap is expensive, man. At least it costs more than being just flat out cheap. You get what you pay for out here. In these streets, in the world, at the store, get what you pay for, right? Man, uh, except at Target. <laughs> Target could be cheap and it's good. Um, but seriously, like being cheap, like you're just like, I know a quality that I desire. Now, maybe you don't have it, right? Or maybe you have it and you choose the lesser, lower quality because you're being cheap, right? Not broke. I'm just saying cheap. You got it and you're trying to get the less of it. Well, guess what you're going to get in return? Less from it. And that's the situation. It's with people. It's with things. It's with everything in this world, right? So imagine you got the energy to do something, but you're going to cheapen out your effort, right? It's going to cost you. <laughs> being cheap is expensive. When you have it, you don't give it. You don't go get it to that level or even more value. Oh, it's going to cost your ass. <laughs> and that's how it goes. So I used to go into stores and be like, man, I ain't buying that. I ain't buying that. Go get a knockoff. I remember I went to Spain years ago and I saw that knockoff section. Now, look, look, I went to school in New York, so I saw that too. I guess, what was that? Uh, Can Canal Street or something or Chelsea Piers, one of them twos. And cheap stuff everywhere you know, knock off everything. Fluey, Fluey Vuitton, Fluey Bouton, right? <laughs> and, and, and Poochie, like all that. And I would buy it. And it wouldn't last as long as when I had $5 and bought the real stuff. Now, I'm not a fan of buying the real stuff now because it just costs too much. It's stupid to me, but I had got out that phase. So I don't condemn anyone still in that phase. But dog, if you got money, you could wear anything. Nobody care you got on Gucci or not. They ain't tripping. You got money. And when you don't have money, you can wear a Gucci and somebody's still squinting and kind of double eye rolling side eye. And you like, yeah, the whole Louis suit don't really scream money. <laughs> and even if it does, whatever, do you, man, I'm out of that critical phase of what you're wearing. But I just think people spend way too much money on looking fresh. And then if you look so fresh, you can't wear it again. It's a dumb <laughs> fashion. Just miss me. I don't get it. Anyway, don't be cheap, y'all, with your efforts with the things you do, the people you hang with, everything. If you got it, give it, right? Because if not, being cheap is expensive. <laughs> all right, y'all. That'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! Want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. 
More to is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, Dat Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. The show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcel Swally, Paul Anderson, and Nick Pinella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wally's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming from more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.